Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey everyone, this is Daniel Crawford yet again here for the Omnicast. I haven't done one of these introduction segments in a minute, but I think I need to get back to it to sort of tell you what's to come here. So, we're going to have some funny stuff coming here in my conversations with Michael. Uh, He's going to talk about more about his music. Um, And we're also going to talk about a recent debate Michael had with his girlfriend. Um, Pretty entertaining there. And also, I'll be mentioning, obviously, what happened in WWE as well as the transgender issue. Let's get right to it. I hope you enjoy. So here we are again, looking at the week in wrestling, in WWE specifically, from March 14th, 2022 through March 18th, 2022, of course with the 316 day in the middle of that, let's get right to it. Here we are, very quick highlights for WWE in this past week as we head still on this road to WrestleMania. First and foremost, let's touch base on some honorable mentions. You know, every week I've been trying to at least do three honorable mentions. You know, three for each show and then, you know, at least three overall. Of course, obviously I get more specifically into what I thought about the week, you know, week involving WWE um, on Excess, which of course I'll be posting that no later than Monday. But here we are looking at this. I actually have four honorable mentions. Because it was a great week in WWE, as has been the case, as is always the case when you have the road to WrestleMania every week seems to just get better and better. Either way, let's get started here. Um, Honorable mention number one, this is in really no particular order, Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville making their match Anything Goes, um, trying to keep in line with the whole, you know, jackass tribute and stuff that this really is. 
But anyways, I'm looking forward to this. I love celebrity involvement in WrestleMania. I know some fans don't like it. But you know what? This is what WrestleMania has always been about. I believe there was only one WrestleMania that didn't have the celebrities in it. And I think that was maybe WrestleMania 10? Um, or 12? I think No, actually, I think it was WrestleMania 12. Anyways, um, yeah, the, the celebrities kind of took a break from WWE there for a little bit. And I'm trying to think, I guess they're also, I think, another thing about maybe WrestleMania 9 also didn't have any celebrities. But for the vast majority of them, they've had celebrity involvement. And I'm looking forward to this with Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. This was just on SmackDown. Also, I'm just kind of going up my list here. Uh, Legado del Fantasma and the Mysterios having a little bit of a stare down and kind of a scuffle on NXT. Just, you know, great stuff here. I felt that. You know, it, it was, uh, I don't know, it was really cool to see, you know, kind of a passing of the torch moment. But also, we got look, got to see more of Dominic Mysterio. Just great stuff. Um, also, this requires being mentioned. There were Co Cody chants, very audible Cody chants on Raw when Seth Rollins is trying to figure out what he's going to do for WrestleMania. As, of course, he's being asked what he's going to do, you start hearing the Cody Cody, and there was a lot of speculation of Cody showing up because they were in Jacksonville, Florida. But, of course, the rumor has it, and I hate knowing all this information, the rumor has it that Cody has signed a contract with WWE, and we'll see if that's true, because if it is true, he's either showing up within the next couple weeks, you know, on Raw, leading up to WrestleMania, he's going to show, or he's going to show up at WrestleMania, or he's going to show up on the Raw after WrestleMania. Either way, Cody's going to be there at some point very soon, if this is true. Um, also, this, I had to make an honorable mention and actually made the top five of NXT, but because both Raw and SmackDown were so good um, you know, in building for WrestleMania, it actually kind of pushed NXT out of the top five, which is okay, because I have to at least mention Miz TV with Dolph Ziggler and LA Knight on there, kind of building for that main event of the, of the evening. Just good stuff. And I, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed this. I wish I had been able to make the top five of the week, but <clears throat> you're going to hear momentarily why. But before I move on to the top five, um, I meant to actually do this at the beginning of this. Scott Hall passed away. Another sad week in, uh, in wrestling in general. Scott Hall was one of my absolute favorites, and I'm not going to lie, I was pretty depressed, you know, deeply depressed there for a while. I almost didn't feel like doing anything wrestling related. Um, because of it and I just I feel so terrible because the way he passed and how everyone including myself was doing rest in peace before he even died but to Scott Hall's family you know I just my thoughts just go out to them everyone who loved him and knew him directly I only knew him uh, you know from the television you know from what I watched and from what I read about him either way Scott Hall was definitely fun to watch as Razor Ramon and later on in the NWO and even when they came back in WWE in 2002, I loved it all. And it's just, it's sad. It's sad to see. And may he rest in peace. So um, there we move on to the top five of the week. Excuse me. <sighs> Did a little bit of drinking last night, so I'm like <laughs> yawning and stuff as I talk more. <laughs> Anyways, okay, top five. Edge... And his, he had a new theme. He had an awesome promo. I love his new heel theme music. You know, he's one of those guys as a as an icon that 
you're not sure you'd ever see them have a new theme song because they were inducted into the Hall of Fame with a specific theme song. And he's got a whole new awesome theme. Basically, it's all about him now. He, he says, I am better than everyone. Like, I love this hyper-confidence of him. I see Beth Phoenix tweeting saying, this isn't you. You know, kind of building with the story that she's uncomfortable with. I, I love it. You know, it's just great storytelling overall. Good stuff. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing here uh, with this story. Um, but yes, moving on to number four. Becky Lynch and Bianca. This, remember, this is a lot on Raw here because Raw was pretty awesome. But Becky Lynch and Bianca just had a, a, a great showing here. Just another build for this because... Uh, Bianca was making comments about about Becky Lynch, and then she, uh, and then Bianca comes out there and she gets attacked by Becky because Becky was, you know, I'm not, I think from what I read she was legitimately injured, but I think they made a play on things and she came back, you know, basically saying blood for blood or you know a neck injury for neck injury or whatever, and uh, she did this thing where she 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 grabbed a hold of Bianca's hair, had uh, you know that old thing the Undertaker used to do. Where he used to put his opponent or his enemy's uh, neck up against the um, up against the chair and slam them on like the the floor or the steps or the post. Well, Becky did that, but using the hair to pull Bianca towards the ropes, and I thought that was pretty freaking sweet. So that you know we got to see a brutal side of Becky Lynch, which you know you more of that please because you know Bianca and Becky. It's probably my favorite part of the build to WrestleMania. In a way, which of course I oh, I don't know I can't say that because you're about to hear why. So yeah, scratch that. Um, either way, you know just just good stuff all around. This Becky and Bianca stuff, uh, I'm enjoying it thoroughly, and I'm just so freaking stoked for WrestleMania because it's it's going to be awesome. All right, so number three. Um, last week on SmackDown we had this thing where Pat McAfee had to apologize. And um, Pat McAfee had to apologize. Cool, because Pat McAfee last week on SmackDown he attacked Austin Theory, and this week he was told he had to apologize or else risk losing his job and yada yada yada. Just you know, pretty good stuff. You know, you know, keeping it real that you know there's consequences for your actions and stuff like that. Um, that he has to remain professional. You know, all, all is fair in that. You know, it's a. I completely appreciate where they were coming from on this. Just good stuff all around. You know, loved it. So, um, we go from there and we see, um, you know, Pat McAfee coming out because he was summoned to the, the Vince's office. Comes out and he's giving this whole thing about how he got into watching wrestling, how he got into wanting to be a wrestler. And that, of course, led to, <coughs> excuse me, that led to Austin Theory coming out. And Theory, of course, telling, um, basically telling Pat McAfee he's not going to apologize because he's, you know, a coward bitch and all this and that. And, of course, McAfee, he, he then tears into him, but he doesn't fight him. He says, I apologize that you're a bitch and all this and that. It was, it was pretty fun. So, I, I enjoyed this whole thing. Uh, I think they're doing a really good job of building to this match um, at WrestleMania between the two of them. It's going to be, it's going to be really fun to watch. Um, number two here. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, um, that they had this whole thing where, you know, Owens has his path to WrestleMania. He was trying to help Seth figure it out, and then Seth comes out 
because he has he gets a he gets an idea and he has this idea that he could be the host or you know that either they both can be the host of Steve Austin or he can be the host of of, uh, of his own talk show with Steve Austin as a guest and then you know. Oh, it's like, no, no, get your own idea. That's my idea. <laughs> and it leads to Sonya Deville saying they can have a match to see who will who will play host to Steve Austin. Um, Kevin Owens wins that, obviously. So Seth Rollins is just left there, just, you know, kind of stare off into space. A lot of people thought this is when Cody was going to show up, but Cody didn't. And I'm perfectly fine with Cody not showing up at that point because they're trying to build for this match at WrestleMania. Um, between him and Cody, they want—they don't want you to just know right then and there. No, that, that would be kind of sloppy booking, that chaotic booking that you see in AEW. You know, WWE has a way they do things, and I like it better. I'm not going to lie, and I think that this will be done okay. Like either it's going to be this coming week on Raw, or you know the the uh, next week on Raw, like you know just what five days before WrestleMania weekend gets started, or it's going to be at WrestleMania specifically. So. If there's going to be a match between the two of them, that's one of the three ways they're going to do it. And each one of them is perfectly legitimate. You may not like it necessarily, but it's perfectly legitimate. And I can't wait. Finally, number one, some awesome, hilarious stuff with Brock and Roman and the Bloodline and Heyman. You know, the Bloodline came out as Roman's giving this whole spiel you know, about how he's just going to smash Brock again and how he's basically dominating him. And that, and of course, we find out that Brock's plane was was uh, grounded because of the weather in, in Saskatchewan. And of course, Roman's like, he's a coward. He doesn't want to be here because he knows I'll smash him again. And then Heyman, like, my trouble chief. I'm sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> he's like, Brock's here. He's coming. He's coming. He just freaks out. <laughs> and then you see them like they're starting a bucket, and as they're getting in their limo or whatever the hell that vehicle is. Brock shows up with like a forklift like machine. He's just laughing maniacally basically and he drives the forklift through the car. Obviously they're not in there at the time when he does this. But uh, and he, he's not, they're not in there at the time when he lifts up when he uh, turns over the vehicle they were supposed to be in. But he legitimately rips the door off the vehicle and comes up. People are like, oh no, we know what happened last time. Brock had a car door when he launched it into the crowd like an idiot. <laughs> like a beastly idiot. Um, I wouldn't call him an idiot to his face though. That would be my immediate death. But anyways, Brock Lesnar just uh, making this thoroughly entertaining and he's out for blood. This match, if it doesn't become no holes barred, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Either way, it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, as much as I want to say Becky versus Bianca is the one I'm looking forward to the most, I guess at the same time this right here competes with it. So it, like it's just there's a lot of people are bitching about the booking for this WrestleMania, but I'm super stoked for it. You know, I, I, there's a lot on here that I really can't wait to see, and this is just going to be gold. I think I, I can't wait. So there you have it. This uh, I guess you can call it snap review <laughs> of uh, WWE in this past week. Kind of went a little bit of a tangent there, but it's been a great week in wrestling. But with the major exception of the passing of Scott Hall, may he rest in peace. I'll catch you all next time.
butthole naked. If she bent over, you're seeing brown eye. Not just naked, butthole naked. Butthole naked. So that is anything that well, shells and cheese isn't macaroni and cheese. That's one of the arguments. Oh. She's like, that's macaroni. I'm like, it's not macaroni. I mean, macaroni. Now, now there is. Now there is a macaroni and cheese brand, shells and cheese. Yeah. But, but not all shells and cheese are macaroni and cheese. That's a philosophical. That's actually a semantical argument to a certain degree. Yeah. But the macaroni. The <laughs> macaroni noodles are literally a type of noodle. Macaroni noodles are literally a type of noodle, though, so there is a distinction. So I get it. But that's one of your points of where, like, sometimes, and this just is our family because of how we grew up. We will argue about the dumbest shit sometimes. Well, I got that shit from you. You know that, right? <laughs> you know how, no, 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 I got that shit from you. Because we'd be fucking, I, I would say something, and you would be like, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm like, what? And you're like, I'm going to dismantle your entire argument. This is why you're wrong, and that's how it is. And I'm like... Oh, fuck. That was me training me. myself how to make people, basically. And then, and then I grew up, and then I told my girlfriend that not everything's macaroni. <laughs> I'm like, you're, you're, you're wrong, though. See, you learn how to argue from a philosophical point of view as well. But she, she sits there, and she'll, she'll be like, will you just let me say that? I'm like, yeah, I'll let you say it, but I'm going to let you know you're wrong. <laughs> like, I love you, but you're wrong. See, this is also why it's hard for our family to ever be in relationships, because we do this shit to each other. Well, uh, see, that's my problem, though, because, like, I'll have, like, bosses. Like, straight-up bosses telling me, yeah. like, like, oh, I shouldn't do this, but, like, oh, well, you're wrong, because you said that. <laughs> but, since you're my boss, dude, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So, you're fucking wrong. You probably figured out already that I hit the record button because I was in the middle. Oh. We're in the middle of this exchange. I was like, I've got to get at least some of this recorded. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I should have recorded earlier on. No, but yeah, yeah this is how I record material sometimes. And actually, this microphone on this actually works pretty good, sometimes better than a computer microphone. The computer microphones are more up close and personal.
So, I've been off and on for several weeks engaged in a, you know, political discussion, if you want to call it that, <laughs> on Facebook. So, the this ridiculous so-called PragerU uh, page, which of course has a Twitter account as well as a Facebook account, I'm not sure what all social media accounts it has, but it's on Facebook and Twitter for sure. And they sponsored PragerU, which of course is ran by Dennis Prager, the idiotic talk radio host, um, posted something on Facebook and then sponsored it, where it basically was saying that, or accusing transgender community and schools of trying to teach kids to be transgender. You know, and basically asking people if they are comfortable with transgender um, tolerance, basically, being taught in schools. I had dared to comment on there, yeah, you know, you know, in other words, um, should we be bigoted and tell people how to live their lives, you know, or stay out of their business? I can't remember exactly how I worded it, but basically I chimed in saying that it's none of your business how people live their lives and we should just teach kids, you know, not to hate, but just to accept people as they are. And that triggered a firestorm of these idiots who follow PriggerU commenting on their, you know, saying things ranging from, you know, it's the Bible, you know, it's a, it's against God's law, quote unquote, um, to things basically saying that they're trying to teach, that they're, like one idiot said that they were grooming children to become transgender. Um, and just like all kinds of stuff on there. One guy I've been involved, engaged in, this discussion was said it was a deformed lifestyle, which, you know, you know what? For me, I would never be transgender because I know who I am. You know, I know, you know, I was born a male, I'm a male. You know, I accept that. And I do not believe I would ever date someone who is trans. I never... Now, could I be associated with someone who's trans? Of course. I have, I've, I've worked with people who are transgender. Um, I'd like to think that I am friends with some people who are transgender. It doesn't affect me. You know, it's not my business. I chimed on there that basically I don't see the problem in teaching kids to accept people, other people, as they are. You know, not to judge. I, I don't see the problem in, in teaching children to be tolerant or accepting you know, to have compassion. And uh, I just don't see why this is a controversial issue. Well, it's a controversial issue because Republicans turned it into a controversial issue. That's why. Republicans took an issue that scares people, scares ignorant people, and they capitalized on it to drive a, a wedge further between us all. It's also wedge issues are all traditionally distractions from economic issues. So if we're talking about what restroom people are using, if we're talking about how people dress and what they do in the privacy of their own bedroom, then we aren't talking about how we're all being screwed over by the wealthy few. You know, leave it up to conservatives, poor and otherwise, to be too stupid to understand the distraction efforts that are going on here. And I'm sorry, I know... I have some friends who are conservative, but if you are someone who's duped into thinking that this is the end of the world because people are trans, then yes, you are stupid. Don't be so stupid that you are distracted from the economic issues. And when we talk about all these ridiculous cultural issues that, you know, if it's someone's own personal decision, it doesn't affect you. Like, the one cultural issue 
the one single cultural cultural issue that I can kind of understand is the gun issue. That's the only cultural issue where I can actually understand why people get distracted by it. Because it really does give you this perception, you know, that your right to bear arms is in danger with certain proposals. Which, you know, that's a discussion in and of itself, which, you know, I can go on a rant for hours on and about that, about that. But for now, I will forego that conversation to stick to this. You know, the whole transgender issue is an extension of the traditional culture issues, the wedge issues that we call God, guns, and gays. Now, of course, transgender people are not gay um, by definition. Um, they are people who are misidentified. Let's put it that way. You know, they, they identify as one gender or another. Now, what I've seen... I've seen a lot of discussion amongst the transgender community that there's a difference between trans, like between gender and sex. But you know what? They have a point. You could say someone is male or female sexually, but that their gender is the opposite gender. Their gender is different than their sex. So, yes, you can have all the tools of a male, but identify as a female. <clears throat> now, yes, I know this seems counterintuitive, but... Things are more complex than what they seem. If someone feels like they are not what, you know, they are biologically, if they feel a certain way, then by all means, let them do what makes them happy. <clears throat> I mean, I, that's what I think it comes down to, is just, number one, minding your own damn business. Number two, having compassion. Number three, letting people be happy. If someone is happier by identifying with another gender than what their sex would indicate, then who cares? Why do you care? If you're not someone who's ever going to date someone who's transgender, then mind your business. Yes, this, I mean, I, I, I agree that this is something, this is an issue that even I sometimes struggle with because I don't always understand everything. But you know what? I fully accept that I don't understand it. I fully accept that I don't understand it. So, well, what's the problem? I, I'm suddenly evil because I accept people as they are? That's just ridiculous. It's evil to teach others to accept how they are? That's ridiculous. In summary, let's just agree to mind our own damn business and to love each other. Have unconditional compassion. Universal compassion. It's not that hard to just shut up, keep scrolling, or keep walking, and to teach your kids to do the same. So this is a non-issue. This is a non-issue as far as people being concerned with others and the way they live their life. The issue is where we make it our business when it is none of our business. So there we go. That's my summary and that's my rant. I thank you for listening.
Hey, while you have a minute, make sure you take note of going to a website for a friend of mine who has a number of podcasts of his own where he has a lot of awesome music included from the Rock and Talk podcast to the Blues Highway podcast. Make sure you visit my website, danielcrawford.org, and follow the link of the other pages that I follow and go to the Blues Highway. But it is specifically blueshighwayus61.com. And, uh, and, of course, if I got that address wrong, Gary can kill me later. But it's a great series of podcasts. Make sure you check it out. Like I said, the link is at my website, danielcrawford.org. and go right to it. It's the bottom of the pages. Each page actually should have it. And uh, it, you should check it out. It's great stuff. Make sure you do that. Either way, uh, they ain't ready for me. Uh, that was just... That's a lot more serious, though, than all the others. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they ain't ready for me. But there's also uh, some some goofy stuff in it. They ain't ready well, for yeah, me. Well, yeah, yeah, they ain't ready for me had a lot of goofy shit with it, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my favorite line in there. The beat What's, the, uh, Daddy tried to stop it, but got beat to death with the I could have sworn you wrote that lyric here, though. I can't remember where I wrote that. No, I, 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 I made that joke here. Yeah. Yes, I did... I did half-ass write it here. No, wait, I wrote it in my phone right here. Yeah, yeah. right beside the dryer over there. Yeah, I, I wrote that lyric right there, and then I <laughs> built built a song around it. Because Bragg actually wrote the chorus to this song. Yeah. Um, because I wrote my verse first. I had my verse written forever before this. Yes. And, like, I spit it to Bragg one day on, on this beat that I had, and he was like, hold on, man, keep that. And, and like, he came back. And, like, he already had something written, and he wrote. Yeah. And he showed me what he wrote. And he's like, you should put that on this. And then I did, which actually slowed my verse down. This was supposed right. to be, like, really, really fast. Ah, it was supposed to be super fast. It was supposed to be one of my original speed rap. I'm glad it wasn't a speed rap, because I like hearing everything that you had to say in there. Well, yeah, I have a lot of funny fucking lines in here, yeah. and but it's also, like, really, really... really I, really, I mean, really, I'm really lie. Personally, I have trouble hearing, so, like, listening to songs that are fast. Just because yeah. I can't catch everything that's said. It's one of the reasons why I used to hate Slipknot, because like, half of the stuff I just couldn't hear. But now Slipknot's one of your favorite groups. Oh yeah, it's one of my favorite groups, but when I was a teenager, I despised them, just because it just sounded stupid to me. But... Yeah, well, I'll... I'll, I'll anyway, since, since you said one of the your favorite lines, I'll, I'll give you one of my, my favorite lines from the song. <laughs> uh, but I'll, 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 I'll say yours, because it says... Uh, B and E in a murder fog, hungry for death, come be murder hog. Daddy tried to stop it, got beat to death with the family dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I I love I love this whole uh, section right here. Uh, pull a gat and get pull a gat and get to blasting and continue fucking laughing. Yeah. No heaven waiting for you, dropping the gun. I'm not making you holy. Writing out your ending as I approach your fate. I'm controlling. I reached it in the story. Would flip you, but you roly poly, <laughs> holding you as I apologize and slip the blade in slowly. Yeah. Like I love it because I love that line so much because it's a mixture of the psychoticness. Well, no, 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 no. Let me get to why I love it. I love it because I, I, 
I wrote that line because I thought about like how when I was younger I would play with like roly polies. Yeah. In, yeah. in, in the driveway, and, like I wouldn't kill them or nothing. I'm not that fucking crazy. I I, I didn't I didn't do shit like you that. To trying to talk I I I, I, I love I love I love playing with roly polies. I'd get close to them, I'd touch them, and they'd roll up in a ball. And I, pastime. I thought they were kind of cool. Right. And like this is back before kids had fucking cell phones and like didn't pay attention to shit. Right. Right. But either way. That's a I, rant in and of itself. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna get into that. I can fucking talk about that. Right. But um, like, I, I I thought about it because I was thinking to myself like, yeah, man, I shot this motherfucker, but I didn't kill him when I shot him. I didn't want to make him holy. I not making you holy, no you heaven. Like, like, I, I, I also love the like what I did there too. Dropping the gun, I'm not making you holy. Riding up, uh, 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 pulling got to get the blast and continue fucking laughing. No heaven waiting for you. Dropping the gun, I'm not making you holy. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not filling you with holes. I'm not gonna make you holy. Right. Like fucking man, go. You're, tr- you're trying to go off a different level. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like holy, holy. Like yeah. come on. Like it's just it, it's, it's a play it's on a words. It's a play, play. I'm not a genius, but I got play. I was saying there's a genius level to it. Yeah, I'm like, not saying obviously. No, no, <laughs> I don't want to build your too much. Cause I yeah, 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 I'm you, a fucking genius. You don't, you don't take flattery too well sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't want to feel like I'm being like talked up, like, too talked much. up, like hey, man. Although mom was really good about talking you up and stuff, especially when she yeah. saw you in Antiseptic Soul. Yeah, I don't think there was any proud. bigger fan than no, mom. No, 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 no. Mom was, mom was my number one fan. Absolutely, mom was my number one fan. But like, I loved her supporting her baby boy. One hundred percent. I, I, I wish, I wish she could see me now. Right. No, I'm not going to get into that right now. No, of course, of course. Yeah, but no, um, like the uh, uh, not making you holy line that I followed up with, writing out your ending as I approach your fate, I'm controlling. I reach you to end the story with flippy, but you're really poly. That's like somebody rolling up and in, like into a fucking uh, ball, like ah, they're in yeah. a fetal position, like rolled they're up in a ball. Scared for their life. I, they're not letting me roll them over because once I roll them over, they go to the other side because they're not unrolling. They're just stuck, stuck like that. Right. And then like. Man, uh, this song gets real sadistic when I break it down because I mean, I, of course it's really sadistic. That's the whole point of it. Though, it's the right? wicked shit. Like uh, that's part of what I write. But either way, we're gonna skip past that. That song's real serious. would flip you but you roly-poly holding you as I apologize and slip the blade and slowly one question who is next continue my spree without regret 
This is what makes my dreams wet. Repeat a vision of slits. Next, be in need of murder. Fall, hunger for death. Come murder hall. Daddy tried to stop and got beat to death with a family dog. Yellow basil, wise of hazel, burned him out with two candles. Cody got him that he was out of them. Blew his brains out on the island. What you think of me? Get what you see. Blood spraying free. Brings me glee. Miss your life. Just a fucking free. You know this. Roll this. Ready for me. Yeah. <laughs> 